Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening to you. Joe Beningo back with you again, the Yoda Payne Podcast. Monday, July 31st, the final day of July 2023. The Joe Beningo Oda Payne Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Anita Discount Tire, and of course, our good friends at DraftKings. I just got off Sidney Arthur Rosenberg's very successful morning show, and uh, did a couple spots on that. Always enjoy doing uh, Sid's shows. <laughs> Always had a lot of fun there with him. And now I'm here doing today's podcast. And look, here's what we start today, obviously. We got to start with the Mets. The trading deadline is tomorrow, I believe, 6 p.m. Tomorrow, August 1st, is the uh, deadline for uh, trades in Major League Baseball. And we know the Mets have made a couple already. David Robinson uh, for those two very nondescript minor leaguers to the Florida Marlins, Miami Marlins, two 18-year-olds that, you know, I don't know if they'll ever see the light of day as Mets, but okay, they made that deal. And then the blockbuster deal the next day, trading Max Scherzer to the Texas Rangers for Ronald Ronald Acuna's brother, who is a highly rated prospect. Uh, Of course, uh, uh, Steve Cohen uh, signed off uh, paying $36 million of the contract on Scherzer, who also bought into his next year's uh, option for another $40 million or whatever. And as I said, Steve Cohen wound up paying $36 million of that deal uh, to get Scherzer to waive his no trade and go to Texas. Look, you know what? I got no problem with the Scherzer deal. It looks like you got a real good prospect for him. And let's be honest, Scherzer was a disappointment here. Every big game that he pitched as a Met, he didn't get it done. We saw it last year against Atlanta. We saw it last year in the playoffs against San Diego. We saw it all year this year, too. Yeah, I know he pitched a good game against Washington. His final game as a Met on, uh, what was that, Saturday? I guess it was Saturday evening, I guess it was, right? Well, I guess Saturday, right? No, Friday. That was actually Friday night when Scherzer pitched his last game as a Met and pitched well, seven solid innings. The Mets won the game and all that. But every time it's been a big game, like I said, that game against Atlanta, the playoffs against San Diego last year, Remember, he blew a 5-1 lead to the Yankees earlier this year. He blew a 4-1 lead to Atlanta earlier this year. That game right before the All-Star break when the Mets were on a little bit of a roll, they'd won six in a row and then lost that second game of the series to San Diego. The last game before the All-Star break against the Padres, big game for the Mets. They can go in with a little momentum into the All-Star break, and Scherzer has a terrible game where, you know, he gives up a three-run home run to Manny Machado in the first inning, and the game was over right then and there. And even the other last week against the Red Sox in Boston, 
when Scherzer was throwing batting practice, home run derby, and he gave up four home runs in that game, and the the Mets lost to the Red Sox the day after they beat Boston. Actually, it was the same day because, remember, it turned out to be a day-night doubleheader because they suspended the Friday night game because of all the rain. So every time Scherzer's had a chance to come up big in a big spot for the Mets, he didn't do it. So I got no problem with that deal. And I think Scherzer sealed his fate. Remember, the day before they traded him, the night after he pitched that game against Washington Friday night, right after the game, after they had traded Robertson, he went to Met management and said, you know, what's the future here with this franchise? And you can't tell me that that didn't help expedite the deal. You know, I understand that Epler, Billy Epler is saying that they already were talking to Texas about the possible deal of possibility of Jaden Scherzer and all that. To me, that just sealed his fate and, uh, you know, kicked him right out the door. So I got no problem with that. But that's got to be it now for the Mets. All right? That's it. You can't trade Justin Verlander. You cannot trade him. If you trade Verlander, I am going to be one ticked-off Met fan, and I know I'm not going to be alone. I mean, you saw it when he walked off the mound yesterday uh, after he pitched five and a third innings of one-run ball, uh, and it wound up winning his 250th career game, by the way, which is a monster number when you consider, you know, baseball now. I don't know if anybody's going to win 300 games again. But right now, he has more wins than any active player in Major League Baseball. Won his 250th yesterday. And you saw the standing ovation he got from Met fans when he came off the mound. The Met fan doesn't want this guy dealt. And I don't, as a Met fan, don't want to see him go anywhere. I will be ticked off if they trade Verlander. Because if you trade Verlander, then you're basically telling me as a Met fan that we don't give a damn about 2024 that we're basically rebuilding for 2024. So they better not trade Verlander. I, I don't care what you think you're getting back for him. I can't trade this guy. Because what's my rotation next year? Sanger and Quintana and Prayer? What? what? That's my rotation next year? Because all you're gonna all, all Cohen's going to do is have to go out and spend more money on free agent pitching next year. That's what he's going to have to do. And he's already blown $36 million I'm paying off Scherzer, most of Scherzer's contract, to get a decent prospect in Acuna. I don't make any more deals if I'm the Mets. Even trading Tommy Pham. I don't want, what are you going to do? Are you going to trade Tommy Pham for some stiff relief pitcher? Is that what you're going to do? You know, I said this the other day when I did my Saturday show. Let's be honest about relief pitching in the major leagues. 85% of relief pitchers in the major leagues stink, okay? 85% of them. There's probably 15% that are any good. David Robinson was actually one of that 15% that actually was a decent relief pitcher in the major leagues for a long time for a lot of teams. So I didn't want to trade Tommy Pham. I don't want to trade him for garbage. Are you going to trade Mark Canna, basically giving these guys away just because their contracts expire at the end of the year? Even that I don't want to do. Look, it won't kill me if they trade those guys. But, I mean, to me, it's worthless. What are you getting back? You're not getting nothing back. You might as well keep them for the rest of the year. And, you know, dare I say, you're five games under 500. I know there's a million teams ahead of you in the wild card race. But dare I say, you make some kind of a run. Now, I can't. I'll be very clear. You cannot trade Justin Verlander. You cannot trade him. He wants to be in New York. You know, his wife, Kate Upton, wants to be in New York, you know, for the different opportunities I'm sure she has here in the big city. 
So I don't want to see Verlander go. And he's just starting to find himself. He's pitched pretty well now. You know, he he's finally, you know, let's be honest. He started the year hurt. You know, the early some of his early starts were still like almost spring almost spring training for him. I don't, I'm not trading him. <clears throat> I'll be I'll be real ticked off if they trade him. And again, if they do, that tells me they don't really even give a damn about next year. And Steve Cohen, who said we got to win a championship in three to five years, is just selling us a bill of goods. So you traded Robertson, even though I wasn't thrilled with that. Okay. Fine. All well and good. Fine. You trade Scherzer. I got no issue with that. Now you can't go out and trade Justin Verlander. I'll be very ticked off, and I think every Met fan will if you do that. So leave it alone. And I'll tell you something else, too. I would, right now, I would extend Pete Alonzo. All right? He's got one more year left next year before he becomes a free agent. <clears throat> I don't want any of the drama that the Yankees had with Aaron Judge about signing him. I don't want any of that. If I'm Steve Cohen, I right now, I'm talking to Pete Alonzo about an extension. He's the face of the franchise. He's going to be the best everyday player the Mets have ever had. He's already right now. He became the first Met ever. He hit his 30th home run the other day. He became the first Met ever to hit 30 homers four different times in a season. He's going to have every Met offensive record there is when all is said and done. He's already got 75 RBIs, and that's when he missed like eight or nine games and, and really had that, that lull, that, that bad stretch he had after he got hit in the hand in Atlanta. If I'm Steve Cohen, I extend him now. That's what I do. That's what he should be doing. I don't want any of the drama about worrying about, you know, uh, uh, Alonzo becoming a free agent and he's going to go walk somewhere else. I don't want to see that happen. So that's the deal right now with the Mets. Uh, they're, again, they got an off day today. Like I said, the trading deadline's tomorrow. We'll see if they do anything else. Uh, they better not. I really, I, I don't even want to trade Tommy Pham. I really don't. Like I said, if you trade a guy like that, I'll live with it. But what are you really going to get back for him? Tell me what you're getting back. Like I said, some garbage relief pitcher? Give me a break. So we'll see what happens. The Mets go to Kansas City now to play the lousy Royals. They got three games against them. And then they go play the Orioles in Baltimore. So uh, competition getting a lot tougher, uh, you know, after they took three out of four from Washington. And the game they lost to Washington. Let me say this, too. First of all, you had Cookie Carrasco, who stink. I mean, Carrasco... <laughs> To me, he's done. He's shot now. He's shot. They should DFA him. He's finished. I know his contract's up at the end of the year. I know you need, you know, you got to have somebody in the rotation. He's done. All right, to me, you just, you just, you just, here, just, you're just throwing the game to the other team when Carrasco's pitching now. He stinks. And I think the team was still in shock after the Scherzer trade in that game where they lost 11 60 on a night to Washington. So I almost throw that game out the window. They took three or four from the, from the Nationals. Win yesterday behind Verlander. Lindor's starting to hit now. He's had home runs the last two games. And we'll see what they do in Kansas City. You know, we'll see. They should they should sweep the Royals. They really should. We'll see if they do that uh, going forward. But that's it. As far as I'm concerned, no more deals now by the Mets. Stand pat the rest of the way. And God, please do not trade Justin Verlander. I do not want to see him get dealt. He's still got something. He's still a damn good pitcher. Leave him alone. Let him finish the year here. Let him be the ace of the staff next year, even at 40, 41 years old, whatever he is. And uh, that's what I—that's my feeling as, as far as that goes. Now, as far as the Yankees are concerned, 
Yankees just lose two out of three to the Orioles. They got whacked 9-3 last night by Baltimore. How about the fact that Luis Severino, who's been terrible, you talk about, I always talk about guys in the walk year, their contract, how they always have big years. That has not been the case with Severino. He has stunk this year. And last night, he gave up six runs before he even got an out. What? Six runs before he got it out in the first inning, and the Yankees lose 9-3 to the Orioles. They lose two out of three to them. The Yankees are a big try. I'm telling you, I know Judge is back, and that's the other thing, too. The other game they won against Baltimore, Judge plays, right? He hits a home run. He gets three hits in that game. He's playing right field. Explain to me, and, I, and I'm not a Yankee fan, but you got to explain this to me. How did the Yankees not play Aaron Judge last night in this huge game against the division-leading Orioles. Can you tell me that? How does he not play? They sit him? What, he get hurt again? How is that? Who made that decision? Brian Cashman? Aaron Boone? Hal Hal Steinbrenner? The the medical staff? Judge? Who made What? How does he not play? And the Yankees get whacked. You know, get, I know Stanton hit a home run the other night. They get nothing out of Stanton, nothing out of DJ LeMayu. How about Anthony Rizzo? What happened to this guy? He struck out five times last night. He got more than the goal. He got, I don't know, what do you call that? What do you what would you call that? They, they call it the golden sombrero when you strike out four times in a game. So if you strike out five times in a game, that must be like the platinum sombrero, right? <laughs> I mean, Anthony, he struck out five times last night. What? I don't even think Ron Swoboda ever did that in his heyday with the Mets. What? Five times? Unbelievable. Yeah, but how bad has Anthony Rizzo been? How bad have they all been? And even with Judge Back, let's be honest, if the Yankees don't get, you know, if, if Rizzo, Stanton, and LeMayu don't hit, forget it. It's over. What are they, three and a half out of the last wild card right now, the Yankees? And it's not getting any easier for them. They play Tampa now. They got three games. They're at the stadium, but they got three games coming up with Tampa. And then guess who comes to dinner? The Houston Astros. The Yankees, you know, the Astros, who Yankees are the Astros' favorite whipping boys. Let's be real. Unbelievable. What a disgrace. The Yankees have been, I mean, that is. And Luis Severino, man, when he, he looks like he's shot. He looks shot. Wow. But a state of baseball in New York is not very good. And what do the Yankees do now? The trading deadline is tomorrow. Are they going to try to make some kind of a big deal? Who are they getting? All the big guys are off the board. The Angels are not trading Otani. The Padres have started to win a little bit now. They're not trading Juan Soto. It looks like the Cubs are not trading Cody Bellinger. Who the hell are the Yankees going to get? Tommy Pham? What are you going to trade? What are you going to try? going to try to tell me that you're going to make a deal? You're going to trade like Tommy Pham for Ron Marinaccio, right? I don't want another stiff relief pitcher. Don't tell me he's good because he's really not Marinaccio. Is that the best the Yankees could do? Get Tommy Pham to play left field? And I wouldn't even make that deal for him. I don't want, I don't want Marinaccio. I, like I said, I'd rather just keep Pham for the rest of the year. Unbelievable. The Yankees are in trouble. The Yankees are in big trouble. I mean, I right now, you ask me right now, now I, I don't see how they're making the playoffs. I really don't. They just don't hit enough. They don't hit. They don't hit. 
And all these teams, they're in last place. It's mind-boggling to think. And I know the Yankees are five games over 500. I get it. But it's mind-boggling to think that the New York Yankees, the greatest professional sports franchise in the history of the world, never mind our country, right? Right? 27 world championships and all of that. The number one brand there is, you could buy a Yankee cap probably in, uh, I don't know, maybe in, in, I don't know about anymore, but, you know, there was a day you could probably buy it in the Ukraine. I don't know if you can do it today with what's going on there. But if you go to France, you could probably buy a Yankee cap there. That's how big a brand the Yankees are. And they're not even making the playoffs this year. They're really not. They're in last place in the division. All these teams are better than them. Let's be real. Even the Red Sox. I tell you right now, I don't know what the story is. And how how in the world did the Yankees not play Aaron Judge in this game last night against Baltimore? Unless he re-aggravated something that we don't know about, something along those lines. How do you not play him? In, in, I mean, every game now for them is the biggest game of the year. Time's running out, right? It's, it's going to be August 1st tomorrow, you know? It's not even getting late early anymore, as Yogi said. It's getting late, late. So I don't know what's going on with them. I mean, I, I think they're in big trouble. We'll see if they're going to try to make some kind of a move here. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know who they're getting. There was even talk about Randall Gritchick, and he wound up getting traded to the Angels. So they ain't getting him either. So we'll see. Not a very pretty picture right now uh, in New York baseball. It really, really is not. But I'm going to reiterate this point one more time as a Met fan. I'm sitting here with my Met hat on, my Met pajamas on, and all of that doing this spot, doing this. I'm Met it out, as I always am, okay? Doing it. I'll even have Met gear on tomorrow when I do the morning show with Giannotti. Can't wait to do that. Can't wait to drive into the city. I have not driven into New York City in probably 10 years. It's been that long now. And I will be doing that tomorrow because what am I going to do? I mean, you know, I'm on 6 o'clock in the morning. There's no train that early that's taking me into the city. So I, I'm going to have to uh, drive in, which I hate doing, by the way. And I know it's early. I'll be leaving like 4, 4.15, probably something like that to drive in. Yeah, yeah. My personal chauffeur, my chauffeur, chauffeur, who is my wife, is not driving me into the city tomorrow. I will not let her drive into the city. That's not happening. I, I, I cannot, I would not be able to, the anxiety would be too much. You know, if something happens to me, that's fine. And she's actually makes a lot of money if that happens. So, but we are not allowing her to drive into the freaking city. That is not happening. But I will be driving into the city tomorrow. I'll be working with Greg Giannotti the next two days. And then even though I'm not, you know, as the days get closer to me going to Canton, you know, my feeling about going, because I'm going to see Joe Klecko be inducted into the Hall of Fame this weekend, along with Darrell Rivas. And the closer we get, the less I really feel like doing it, I got to tell you. So if, any, if Kenny and anybody's listening to this, I got I to gotta be honest about it. But, I am I am heading there Thursday morning, so uh, we're driving out there. So that's going to happen. Uh, of course, the Jets open the preseason on Thursday night against the Browns in Canton in the Hall of Fame game. It looks like Zach Wilson is actually playing in that game. So, yeah, Aaron Rodgers to me does not see the light of day in any preseason games. Any, 
You saw what happened to Joe Burrow, and now they're saying maybe that injury's a lot more uh, uh, serious than they initially thought, where he's going to miss some time to start the year. And you saw what happened with Jalen Ramsey in Miami. He's out. He hurt his knee in, uh, in a spring tra- in a uh, not even spring training game. Call it a spring training, not in a uh, uh, a, uh, a training game. You know, in 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 training camp, training game, training camp. And he's going to be out like three weeks or something like that. So you know, three weeks to start the season, not just three weeks. Probably missed the first three three or so games of the regular season. So I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers say, see the light of day as far as a a uh, preseason game is concerned. All right. We'll get more into the Jets in a second. The sponsors. Now, it looks like the next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company is going to be September 1st. So just a month from now, uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron, I'm calling him Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Robert, a- Evan Roberts. I'm thinking about my daughter. I'm thinking about Aaron Rodgers. I'm all messed up. My old partner, who, of course, now is doing the afternoon show with Tiki Barber, Evan Roberts will be doing the September 1st podcast with us. So that'll be coming up as we go into the football season. So that'll be the next live podcast from the Hackensack Brewing Company. And you know the deal. Located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, uh, less than uh, 30 seconds. Um, Okay, located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge and less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood. Now, you know, the tap room's open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sunday, um, 78 Johnson Avenue, right behind the tombstones. So come check us out, and we'll be doing that on uh, coming up. The next live podcast will be uh, Friday, September 1st at the Hackensack Brewing Company. So you want to check that out. Also, a needed discount tire. <clears throat> and you know the story on that. Uh, check out uh, my son, Johnny. Check out Ari. Check out everybody over there. Uh, you need uh, work done on your car. You need tires. You need any of that kind of thing. You need your car inspected. You can uh, check out uh, a needed discount tire and uh, tell them Beningo sent you, and they'll take care of you there. And, of course, DraftKings, they're going to be with us for the third consecutive year now, uh, sponsoring the podcast. So uh, you want to be around for that as well. And uh, we thank DraftKings. And, of course, well, you know, if you want to make a bet, you want to bet on uh, on uh, the baseball. I guess you could bet on who gets traded, too. You could probably do that, too. You want to bet on the baseball, football, even if you're stupid enough, as I always say, to bet on preseason football, you want to do that. Um, you know, whatever it may be, you want to bet on golf, whatever you want to bet in, bet on, although the golf season is, is kind of winding down. As far as I'm concerned, it's, it ended after the, uh, after the British Open. So, you know, anyway, whatever you want to bet on, <clears throat> you know that DraftKings um, is the way to go. All right. Now, as far as the football is concerned, like I said, the Jets are having spring, uh, their camp. I keep calling it spring training. Jets right now in, in training camp, and you got to give Rodgers credit. All this nonsense. What? What would? Let me ask you this: What was Sean Payton thinking with these comments he made about Nathaniel Hackett? Um, you know, basically ripping the guy. Now, Sean Payton, who's had a great career, won a great run with the New Orleans Saints. He won a Super Bowl there. Did a lot of winning with New Orleans. Now he's the head coach of the Denver Broncos, 
And, of course, Nathaniel Hackett was the Broncos coach last year and did an absolute terrible job. He stunk. You know, Russell Wilson got there. Wilson had a brutal year. And, you know, I got to think Denver's going to be a lot better this year. But why would you take all those shots at Nathaniel Hackett? Why would you do that? What is Sean Payton's problem? And, of course, it got, you know, Aaron Rodgers, who's very tight with Nathaniel Hackett. That's his buddy, okay? And Rodgers is ticked off, and rightfully so. I mean, that made no sense to me. Why would you Why would you go out of your way if you're Sean Payton? Like I said, a guy who's had a great career in the NFL, he's had a lot of success. Why would you take a shot at the guy who was, whose job you took in Denver? That made no sense to me whatsoever. And just because Nathaniel Hackett was a bad head coach doesn't mean he's a bad offensive coordinator. I mean, we've seen a lot of guys over the years who were terrible head coaches, but you know, we're very good off, very good coordinators, whether it be an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator. Very good. So, you know, I didn't get that at all. And remember, remember, the Jets play the Broncos week five. The Jets go to Denver to play the Broncos. And there's gonna, that's going to be an interesting game. There's going to be some payback coming that way from Aaron Rodgers and company, you know, and, and, and right, rightfully so. 100% rightfully so. So we'll see what happens with that. But that made no sense to me. You know, what uh, What Sean Payton said about Nathaniel Hackett just made absolutely no sense. And uh, like I said, Aaron Rodgers is going to accompany. I know it's a little ways away, but um, there's gonna, that's going to be a very interesting game when week five, when the Jets go to Denver to play the Broncos. Remember, they beat them there last year. Remember last year when they played the Broncos there, they won the game. But that's the game where both Brees Hall and – Elijah Vera Tucker got hurt and we're out for the season in that game. So that's another thing to keep in mind when the Jets go play the Broncos in uh, week five. Now, the other thing with the Jets is Dalvin Cook, okay? So Dalvin Cook goes to Jet Camp and all the speculation. Oh, remember Dalvin Cook went on uh, Good Morning Football last week, right? Oh, I'm going to sign. It looks like I'm going to sign with the Jets. He's all pumped up to come here and all it is. He goes to training camp. He's watching training camp. The Jet fans are all chanting his name that they want him here and all of that. And now what happens? He leaves without signing a contract. And you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. This was this was all BS anyway. Cook was never signing here. You know what's going to happen. Cook's going to go down to Miami now. He's a Florida guy anyway. Went to Florida State. He's going to go down to Miami now. And he's going to sign with the Dolphins. You can take. You can write it. You can write it down. So that's another reason to want to stick it to Miami twice this year. I mean, it's it's all nonsense with you know these guys. How many times have we seen that too? You know, you see the and, and again, look. I guess he could still sign with the Jets just because he left train. Just because he left the building, you know, doesn't mean you know he's definitely not signing with them. But I doubt it now. I mean, if he left without a contract, you know, I doubt he's coming here. So you know, I I, I like I said. I'll be uh, I'll be very surprised if Dalvin Cook doesn't turn around and sign with the Miami Dolphins. I'll be very very surprised if that doesn't happen. And I guess there was speculation as well about who the odd man out would be. And I guess it would be Michael Carter if uh, they did sign Cook because then you got a lot of guys at running back. You got Brees Hall, you got Bam Knight, uh, you got uh, the kid they drafted out of Pitt. I always I can never say his name. The uh, fourth-round draft choice, the kid out of Brooklyn, who uh, the Jets are very high on. 
you know. So, I mean, it would be a glut at running back if they did sign Dalvin Cook, and I think Michael Carter would be the odd man out. He did not have a very good year last year, that's for sure. So, but we'll see how that plays out. But I will be shocked if Dalvin Cook now does not sign a contract with the uh, Miami Dolphins. I'll be very, very surprised by that. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Before I go, and as I said, don't forget, catch me the next two days. I'll be actually doing the morning show with Greg Giannotti, Tuesday and Wednesday. And then I'm supposed to be heading out to Canton for the induction ceremonies of Joe Klecko and Darrell Rivas. And, and, and let me put this to bed one last time. And because there was, you know, I guess there was some kind of uh, going back and forth between Klecko and Rivas, where Rivas made the statement that, you know, he was the best, def- uh, greatest def- uh, defensive player in the history of the Jets and all that. No, the greatest defensive player in the history of the New York Jets is number 73, Joe, Ke- Joe Klecko, case closed. That's it. Darrell was great. He's one of the all-time great cover corners in the history of the game. He was a tremendous Jet. It ticks me off that he wound up winning a Super Bowl with the New England Patriots. I got to tell you that. That doesn't make me feel too good. But Revis is one of the great, great corners of all time. He was a great Jet, but he wasn't Joe Klecko defensively. And I don't even know if he was Mark Gastineau, to be honest with you. And now that Klecko's finally in Hall of Fame, it's time to get Mark Gastineau in the Hall of Fame. It really is. It's time to get this guy in. He's one of the premier pass rushers of all time. Uh, you know, he had the sack record for a long time before Michael Strahan, with a little help from Brett Favre, you know, broke the record for most sacks in a season. So I, I think it's time. Now that Klecko's in, I think it's time for Gastineau to get in too. You know, so we get half of the sack exchange in the Hall of Fame where they belong. I don't think there's any question about it. So Joe Klecko going in <clears throat> on Saturday. Darrell Grievous as well going in on Saturday. So that's a big day for the New York Jets. Rare that you get a day when the Jets can't lose. And that's pretty much what's happening on uh, Saturday as far as the uh, induction of Klecko and Revis. All right, everybody, uh, I will not be doing the podcast on Friday as I will be in Canton. At least that's the plan right now. Uh, I'll be playing golf next Friday. There's a Cuyahoga or whatever. Looks like I'm playing. How about this? It looks like I may be playing golf with Fireman Ed. How about that? That's crazy. But uh, that's a very real possibility. So everybody have a great week. Enjoy yourself. And like I said, don't forget to catch me tomorrow and Wednesday with uh, Greg Giannotti on the morning show. And uh, again, enjoy the weather. The weather's terrific, all of that. And as I always say, God bless to everybody. God bless America. Have a great week, everybody. All the love.